Good morning. I remind you this morning, so I welcome you that uh, we have uh, for confirmation class is day at 4:30. Reminder that Wednesday night supper is this Wednesday night for postponed from last Wednesday night. Reminder that we are collecting peanut butter as part of part of the assignment for uh, Greer uh, uh, Community Ministries. This year, they've asked each church to do a certain food instead of just bringing all kinds of different food, and ours is peanut butter. So remember, we're collecting peanut butter every month uh, for local missions. And we're also collecting this month uh, used books as part of the Mission Kids missions, but we're collecting new books as part of the South Carolina Annual Conference mission. More, more information on both these can be found in the bulletins or the newsletters. Also, we have, um, don't, don't forget prayer cards. If you have a prayer card request, who's the usher? Bill. And if you have a prayer request, raise your hand, you'll get a prayer card. Also, Kevin Duncan's here, chair of the finance committee, to come to give us a brief report on our financial situation from last year. This year, come on up, Kevin. And then uh, after that, we will be happy to join some new members. Good morning. I'm here to give kind of a reflection of 2013 and then also talk a little bit about the future of the church and things that are going on now. Um, as chair of finance, keeping to and following a budget is difficult sometimes, and I think we all here understand that. And then first thing I'd like to do is thank some people, thank some people that make my job as chairman of finance a lot easier. First, the members of Memorial for y'all's dedication, for your giving of your time, your talents, and your ties. You would make Memorial a special place. I'd like to thank the staff of our church. What a dynamic and fantastic staff we have here at this church. They do so much for us. For Staff Parish Committee, a lot of work and tough decisions come out of that committee that make the finance committee's job a lot easier. And then obviously the other members of the finance committee, I'm very, I'm very lucky to have experience, knowledge, and some financially smart people uh, that give me the words to speak up here. And then to our trustees who keep our facilities in top shape, always looking for ways to improve our facilities and our property, they do a great job. But in positive thinking this morning, 2013 was a great year for Memorial United Methodist Church and has me excited for the future of this church. Total revenue last year was about $520,000 with total expenses of about only $510,000. So we actually finished in a positive position. And I want to thank you for your stewardship. Because we are such great stewards and we're fiscally conservative and responsible, this year we were able to cut the budget by $33,864, almost 7%. While you think about cutting the budget, some things might be taken out, but at the same time, with cutting the budget of that amount, we, all, we were able to increase spending within children's ministries, youth ministries, and family ministries, otherwise known as evangelism. So that's a fantastic area for growth of our church. I encourage everyone to keep to their pledges made during Consecration Sunday so we can end up 
on budget at the end of 2014. Your direct support and time helps advance God's kingdom here through Memorial United Methodist Church. Lastly, I want to point out all the improvements y'all have been seeing around the campus in our great facilities here. Some include the landscaping, the signage that you see outside, and obviously the construction of the new playground. We are able to do these things as a result of members that wrote bequests in their wills. What a true blessing to have members that show their love for this church in that way. We thank God for their witness. Thank you. I think the finance committee and you who made the stewardship so well deserves a round of applause. How about that? Very few places can report a decrease in budget and an increase in spending on things we need. All right, the, to, to this day, we're receiving uh, at the 11 o'clock service, Lisa and Reed Candy are transferring to us from uh, Presbyterian Church. And today, if uh, Robert and Bobby McQuaid will come up here and stand in front of me, they are coming to us uh, actually from a United Methodist Church, even though they spent most of their life in the um, um, American Baptist, is that right? American Baptist Church. And so I, I want to ask them one question. Uh, will you faithfully uphold Christ's holy church called Memorial with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Well, congratulations. Welcome to More Memorial. We have this little gift of stuff for you. I think we might already give you some of this stuff, but well, let's welcome them officially. Thank you. Any other, any other announcements from staff down here? Okay. Then let's begin our worship. Let us stand and sing.
so thankful that you are bigger and that you are stronger and that you are more powerful than any other Lord and we thank you that whatever obstacles are thrown in our way you will help us to rise above when we call on your name Lord help us just to focus on you this week and today so that we can rise above Lord help us to focus inward with ourselves this week especially during this Lenten season so that we can make some changes within us to draw us closer to you. In your name I pray. Amen. carpet.
Good morning, everybody. Have any of you ever eaten maybe at a restaurant? Yeah. And you ate so much and you were so full. And then here comes somebody around with a big plate of goodies, cakes and pies and stuff. And they say, would you like some dessert? Has that ever happened to you? Were you tempted maybe to get one even though you weren't even hungry? But you thought, maybe I'll get one because they look so good. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? No, no. How about when you come to church in the morning and your parents say you can go back to the table and you can get one donut and you go back there and you get one and it's so good you're tempted to get another one. Does that ever happen? Yeah, that happens. I'm doing one. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. Does anybody know what being tempted means? What temptation means? What does it mean? You want to do something that maybe you shouldn't do? Yeah. Temptation is wanting to do something or have something that you shouldn't, that it would be the wrong thing to do. And that could be something as simple as wanting too much food that you shouldn't eat, or it could be wanting something that somebody else has, like a toy. But it's not a sin to want that because that happens to everybody as we're going to see it happen to Jesus. Just wanting it, being tempted, is not the bad thing. The thing you don't want to do is to act on that. If somebody had something that you really wanted and you took it without permission, then that would be the wrong thing, right? Okay. The Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted every day that he lived on the earth, just like we are. We're all tempted to do things, aren't we? In our lesson today, we learn about a time when Jesus was tempted by the devil and what he did to overcome that temptation. The story comes from Matthew chapter 4. It says that three different times the devil tempted Jesus and tried to trick him into doing things, but Jesus knew those things were wrong. He remembered what the Bible says, what the scripture tells you to do, and that helped him to resist the devil because he, had, he knew what God had said, so he didn't act on those things. Many times we're tempted to do or say the wrong things. Sometimes we even say something, like if somebody does something to you that you don't like, and you may be tempted to say something ugly back to them, right? That probably happens a lot. So, if we study the Bible and we're familiar with what God tells us that we should or should not do, then that will help us resist the temptation. So remember that being tempted to do something is not the sin, but if you do that thing that you know you shouldn't do, that's the sinful thing. Can everybody remember that this week? Okay, so let's pray. Father, we want to be like Jesus. Help us to say no to Satan when he tempts us to do wrong. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
I'm convinced that the hot and now sign is a temptation from the devil directly. Let us begin our time of prayer. Let us bow our heads. Oh God, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. Oh God, we were, we were reminded on Ash Wednesday as we began our Lenten observance this year that you did create us in your own image from the dust of the earth and you made us to be your own. And we come this day and we sing our praises to you. Great is your love to your creation. And yet we must confess, O oh Lord, that we have not always used the, this glory that you've given us for your glory. We've often followed after the desires of our hearts and instead of listening to your voice, we follow temptations and and then we keep silent and we waste away with groaning. But you have shown us that if we just turn back to you, you're full of compassion and you'll forgive our sin. So we pray this day, O oh Lord, that you would hear us as we acknowledge our sin before you. And we pray that you'd forgive the guilt of our sin and restore us. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'd instruct us and teach us the way we should go. Keep your eye upon us, O oh Lord. Surround us with your love. We are prone to wander. Give us a sense, O oh Lord, of your presence in our life. Help give us a sense of joy that help us grow in peace and grace. We pray this day, O oh Lord, for all those who face temptation. We pray, O oh Lord, this day for those who need comforting who may be suffering. We pray especially, O oh Lord, for these concerns within our congregation. We pray for those who are looking for jobs, who are unemployed. We pray for better health for Becky, who is fighting cancer. We pray for a friend with heart trouble. We pray for a mom with cancer. We pray for Duncan Jeter, who will be undergoing surgery this week. We pray for Don Lewis, who broke his leg and will be going under surgery this week. We pray, O oh Lord, for these, all these, plus those who are listed on our prayer list, and for those that are in our hearts now, we name them in the silence of our hearts. O oh God, comfort all who search for relief and have mercy on all of us. Send your holy angels to surround us and to minister to us. We seek, O oh God, to be faithful to you. Hear us, for we pray in the name of the one who conquered evil and death, Jesus our Lord, who taught us to pray this prayer when we're together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This is the first Sunday in Lent, our journey of six weeks, 40 days, not counting the Sundays, as we go to the Holy Week of Easter. And the, the story of Jesus' temptations is the suggested reading for this Sunday because it gives us a pattern for Lent. Jesus went to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and was tempted. And we go into this Lenten period reminded that we are also tempted every day of our life and we can overcome just as Jesus did. Give attention now to the reading of the scripture. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the evil one, the tempter, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him, and angels came and attended to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, help us to always and everywhere to know that even though we stop once a year and think about and reflect upon things, during this period called Lent. Help us, O oh God, to know that you are with us at all times, and you're there to forgive us if we just reach out to you. Help us to understand that all Christian introspection should be done in the light of the resurrection. Help us to always know the good news that because of the resurrection, we can put our past behind us, and we can get on with living we pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. The reason Sundays, if you ever wonder, are excluded in the count for Lent is because Sundays are supposed to be little mini Easter's. Sundays are, are there in between that period of reflection we call Lent to remind us, to remind us that, that our sins that we confess were forgiven at the cross many years ago. You know, the story of the temptations of Jesus, that it's at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and that's important to think about that 
for a moment, it's important to know that the first part of his ministry was he was faced with these tremendous temptations. You see, at your beginning walk with the Lord, you're going to be faced with many temptations. Uh, as you get closer to the Lord, you will see uh, have stronger temptations will come your way. And we are tempted to, if, if you think about it, also from the very beginning we start responding uh, in our life. Now, in this particular passage, there's three temptations that, 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 that the Lord Jesus encounters. And I really think these three temptations are the, all the temptations in the world that ever come to us as humans are pretty much gathered up within these three temptations and these responses that the Lord has. All these temptations and all these responses have to do with remembering that God is God, that God is in charge, that God is the creator, the redeemer, the sustainer, that God has things under control. In fact, all three responses are some form of the variation of the first commandment. How many of you know the first commandment that was given to us by the God? That there'll be no other God before me, that there'll be no other God you are to worship, There'll be no other God before me. And you see, all these are a variation on that, and I'll explain in a minute. Think about again what Jesus said as he was tempted. One does not live by bread alone, uh, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Do not put your God to the test. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Now, I think that if you, think, if, if you just stop and think about it a little bit, temptations, whether yours or mine, are, is to forget that. That's really what temptation's all about, to forget that God is in charge and that somehow, whatever it is, that you know you need better than God. I just need, you know, I just need a, another person besides my wife, I need, I need a girlfriend, or I need a boyfriend besides my husband. That's a temptation that says that God doesn't know what you need and God is not gonna supply you what you need. Or a temptation as simple as, I just know I need a whole dozen of those donuts when that hot now sign flashes up there. I just know that because I know that God's not gonna supply me with all the calories I need today to get through my day. You see, sometimes temptation is that simple. To forget that God is in charge. To forget the first commandment. To forget to let God be God. Which means trusting God and trusting God's plan. Not only for your life, but for the world as a whole. You see, trusting that there's nothing more powerful than God. That God cannot have his will thwarted. Our temptation is to put our trust in our plans uh, and believe that we are in charge of every aspect of our life. And when our plans are canceled or they go awry or they don't work out as we think they should, then really we are crushed because these are our plans and we don't know what to do next. The temptation is to forget that God's plan 
for you and for the world, for my life, your life, is more powerful than anything that threatens God's plan. Now Jesus has these temptations and he speaks out a response that uh, strengthens him and he's able to move on in his life at the beginning of the ministry, but it's still almost three years after this before he finally resolutely turns and goes and tests, tests his confidence. He tests God's will for his life by finally going to Jerusalem. That's why we're journeying to Jerusalem to that uh, faith, faithful week, faithful week of Holy Week. So Jesus is going to finally test, okay, God's will for his life by going to the very heart where the enemy is encamped. And he does this with a clear understanding of what's going to happen to him. And you remember last week we talked about the transfiguration where Jesus was transformed and strengthened by appearance of two from heaven, Moses and Elijah, on his way to Jerusalem for his final... Uh... So, Jesus is trusting. Jesus is trusting that God's plan is stronger than anything that those in Jerusalem can do to him. That's important just to keep this in context of what it's about. Our temptation is the same. Our temptations think that we're in charge, not God. And I think this is one of the reasons that Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer. You think about the Lord's Prayer for a moment. It says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now one translation says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one which ties the Lord's Prayer directly into the temptation story. I kind of think that Jesus was probably thinking about his own temptation, his own being led into temptation, when he was telling us, here's the way to pray. As a reminder, as a reminder that we'll go through this being led into temptation too, and that we should not uh, give in to it, that even though uh, Jesus expects, I think, all of us to go through the same things as, as, as Janie just pointed out in the children's sermon, the, the, that uh, the uh, temptation, Jesus was tempted the whole time he was here, just like we're tempted. But it's important, I think, that Jesus wants us to know and understand that we, not only will we go through the temptations, but we'll be able to be successful in the face of them, just like he was. And I think that's why at the end of the Lord's Prayer, it says, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. You see, these are the three things that the devil was offering Jesus. The devil was offering Jesus the kingdoms of the world, the power to do whatever he wanted to, and the glory that really belongs to the God the Father. And so our Lord's Prayer that the Lord taught us really was coming out of his own experience as being faithful to the Father, the Father's will, and believing that all his temptations could be overcome. And I think that's important for us to think about. You see, Jesus rejected those three temptations. He rejected them because those things belong to God the Father. And we pray the petition to remember so that we can remember too that God is in charge 
and have the courage to let God be God. And I think that this whole scripture and, and this Lord's Prayer and this experience that Jesus had and our own experiences with temptation, they really speak to this big temptation that I've been talking about. This big temptation, which is really the father of all lies and father of all temptations. And that is the temptation to be in charge. You see, we want to be in charge. We want to have this final say. We want to say that we know best. And that's what the devil was offering Jesus. If you're in charge, you can have all the kingdoms in the world. If you're in charge, you can have all the glory that we all want, we give now to the Father in heaven, you see. If you can just control things, then things will really be good for you. I think about how many times we say that ourselves. I know I've been saying that a lot recently. I've been saying, you know, if I could just be in charge of my future, I'm sure it'll be better than what I'm anticipating. You see, I'm anticipating because I'm getting to the uh, final third of my life. I am anticipating that things like, I don't know if I have enough money to make it through. I'm afraid my money's gonna run out before I die. Isn't that a stupid thing to think? Think about that, really. How stupid is that, right? It's almost like the reverse of that is to say, maybe I should die sooner so I, have, I will have died with money. Okay, think about that. Uh, you know, I, my tendency is, is to look at the future and go, uh, you know, I'm making my plans for retirement. I've stored up some provisions. I'm trying to take charge of my life. Uh, how many times have you heard that? Take charge of your life. Okay. What if my health is bad? Uh, this little injury made me really think about being healthy. What if my health is not good? I'm tempted to be in charge of all these unknowns and not to trust that God is in the plans for my life all the way to the final day here on earth. The thing is, is that we can't be in charge. Uh, we are tempted to be in charge, but we can't be in charge. I have been around long enough to know this. I have buried a lot of people who had lots of plans. You're not in charge of your future. And if you think you're in charge of your future, then you're really being foolish. You're really being tempted. And the temptation is to lead you away from God, which is the only true security, and to lead you into a false lie and hope that the evil one wants to place into your mind that this will be a secure place. Yes, yes. That woman or man you've been flirting with, just carry on. That's going to be a secure place. That cheating you're wanting to do in your business or your taxes, carry on. That'll be a secure place. Um, those temptations are all lies. 
But God's plan is the truth. All those lies may fail. They will fail. All those plans you make may fail. You may never realize the fulfillment of not one of your plans. Or you may have a future that you don't plan for. So don't be tempted into thinking that you're in charge. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And that is a fact. So what do we learn then from this temptation? This big temptation, this big lie. What is it we learn? What, what did Jesus learn? Jesus learned to put his blind faith into the Father in heaven. Jesus learned to put his blind faith and trust into God even as he was being nailed on the cross and was able to offer forgiveness for those who were doing that to him. We're journeying with Lent to Easter Sunday. And most of us just want to jump right to Easter Sunday and celebrate the resurrection and the hope and the victory over death and sin and the hope and victory uh, that we have over all the plans that doesn't work because God's plan finally says it all. God's plan gets you home to heaven. So really the only way to be a pilgrim on this journey, in my opinion, is to have certain thought processes that I found actually are in a hymn, old hymn. To me speaks to this more than anything. Think about these words in light of what I've said. As we journey to Good Friday and Easter, this should be our pilgrim song. Be still my soul. The Lord is on your side. See, that is it. We're always so anxious about everything. Be still my soul. The Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief and pain. Bear patiently all those things that go awry in your life. They will go awry. They will not work out as you planned. But everything works out to good for those who love Jesus Christ. So bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to God to order your life and provide. And every change, because life is constant change, God's, God faithful will remain. The verse says, in every change, God faithful will remain. Then it refrained once more, be still my soul. Your God will undertake to guide the future as in ages past. God's been at work from the day he created us to the day we see him in heaven. God is at work with us, the world, and each one of us individually. And then, and then the next verse says, your hope, our hope, your confidence, our confidence, your, my confidence, your confidence, your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. The ground trembles 
the walls fall, the storms rage. Put your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. Because all this now is mysterious. This is the final verse of this hymn. All now mysterious. It's all mysterious. Shall be bright at last. The final word, you see, is not darkness, but brightness. It's not evil. It is the Lord. We continue the journey. We will continue next week looking at a different aspect of Christ's journey and ours. Amen. Let us stand and respond to our Lord as we affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and let our ushers receive our tithes and our offerings.
sing together.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord turn and smile at you this day. May the Lord give you his peace. Have a great week.